Hello there. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. We have got an absolute peach of a show for you today. It's been really great, hasn't it? Going back to Euro 96. One of the greatest days of our life. Greatest days, greatest tournaments of our lives. I suppose we've all watched it on telly by now, haven't we? But it's nice to just relive it in real time. It's brilliant, and it, it just the benefit of just picking one tournament and living it for for one Saturday. All those memories come back. You can see the German kit, you can see the Croatia kit, you can see the England and Scotland kits. You remember the just how vivid it was on telly. It was marvelous. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? That Holland game, the defeat. Oh. I love the way uh, ITV have recreated the uh, the Gaza chants uh, late on against Germany, where they've done that version where he actually does score. Uh, yeah, oh quite... yes, they've done that on Twitter, where they, yeah. they've made it look like he scores in the semi final. Yeah. I, I couldn't, that I, I couldn't it's handle too, that. It's too much, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I didn't like looking at it. It was too freaky. Yeah, because I watched that round my mate Paul Oakes' house after a few Stellas, and I went outside and I flying kicked a wheelie bin after that after that game. What? It's just in a in, ang- what, in anger, high sheer frustration. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but so you were bin, quite the thug as a lad, were you? No, I wasn't. This was quite out of character. But I flying kicked the wheelie bin. The wheelie bin was full, so it stayed still, and I just landed on the floor. That actually is the best outcome because had you yeah. strewn litter everywhere, you'd have yeah, exactly. been a menace. It would have been awful. Yeah, it would have been awful. That's really good. That's good to know that. that actually... I wasn't thinking straight at the time, you know. I mean, it must have hurt landing on the floor after that. It did, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was numb to it by then. <laughs> well, hopefully, this show will not inspire you to go around kicking bins or anything else. Please do not take your anger out on other people's or indeed your own property. Yeah. Count to ten. Take a sip of warm milk and think about things. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football here on Absolute Radio. I'm Matt Ford and you're about to hear the wonderful voice of Matt Dyson. Hello, I'm here. How are you? Yeah, well, you sound like you've been taken hostage. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Hello, really. I'm here. <laughs> I'm over here. Hello. Uh, we're back again with a not live football coverage again. It's, it's, we're getting closer to the end of this, though, aren't we, Fordy? The, we uh, are getting very the close. The light at the end of the tunnel is getting ever closer. So close now to real football returning. The fixture lists have come out and everything. It's very exciting. We've got two weeks today that will be live. In fact, in less than two weeks today, but in terms of when we're on the air, two weeks today we will be able to report on live Premier League football. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Oh, it's going to be great to have it back. No, fa- no, no fans behind closed doors, but we can still play rock and roll and talk about the goals. And that's our raison d'etre, isn't it? That's what we live for, Forty. So. It is. Until then, each Saturday, as you know, we're visiting and... I was going to say pretending to be there, but we are, we're there in our heart and soul, and that's what matters. Yes, a different yeah. tournament. Last weekend we did Italia 90. Today we're doing Euro 96, reliving that great summer when football came home. We've picked, thanks to your suggestion, some amazing games to cover as live throughout the show. So, Matt Dyson, for your grandstand preview, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to start right at the beginning, Fordy. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. <laughs> 
1996 and on your recommendation Matt I decided to watch the opening ceremony to Euro 96 on the ITV hub last night I was not disappointed what an occasion as you mentioned a few weeks ago a young Kasper Schmeichel son of Peter bringing the trophy over from Denmark safe hands on the trophy as well he could go on to be quite decent in goal himself someday (laughs) who knows Bob Wilson is anchoring the ITV coverage and he's joined in the studio by John Barnes in a hideous cream sort of pleated suit i liked it what (laughs) wide pleats all over it a a dfs fabric sofa cover or something (laughs) Uh, kevin keegan and alex ferguson are also outside on wembley way brought back together thanks to itv punditry the anger and rivalry of the season just gone now a distant memory it was just months after the newcastle manager's famous i would love it rant the power of international football bringing them back together the power of international football or perhaps the power of whichever broadcaster is paying the highest fee <laughs> Tony Blair is in the crowd among the dignitaries the new Labour leader uh, big things expected from this man 40 he could he'd gone to be a hero of yours I reckon and he's a football fan isn't he you remember the uh, game of headers that he did with the aforementioned Keegan he must have been loving it on the day Blair wasn't he 40 <laughs> He got re- well. It showed he had real talent, Dyson. Yes, it did. Uh, there was no sign of uh, the Prime Minister, John Major. I didn't see him on the TV coverage. Uh, can you do an impression of John Major? I've not heard an impression of John Major for years. Oh, thanks for putting me on the spot, the, mate. Uh, I'll, I'll try one. Pe- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, more peas, Dorba. Oh, it's lovely. Please. <laughs> That'll do. Please and peas. It's a bit more Wallace and Gromit, but I liked it. I did put you on the spot. Uh, maybe save it with save it with a Blair impression. That's one of your strong ones, isn't it? It's a great honour to be here today <laughs> to not only witness the birth of a new football tournament, <laughs> but in not only England but the United Kingdom, the birth of a new atmosphere in our country that will not only change this tournament and those in the future, but change the way not only we think about ourselves, but the way the world views us. It is time. To let Britain lead this planet. <laughs> That's a made it up as well. I don't think he ever <laughs> said that. So, so good. It's like he's with us. It's amazing. It's like we're there at Wembley, the red arrows flying overhead, 40,000 multicolored <laughs> balloons floating into the sky, the masses of latex and rubber then going on to pollute the atmosphere and probably end up clogging the ocean for future generations to deal with. And we brought out the big guns for this one, John Inverdale introducing them with the gusto their names quite rightly deserve. You can keep your Diana Ross at the 94 World Cup in the States. We've got not only Bert Millerchip, the chairman of the FA and his royal highness the Duke of Kent uh, two hunky specimens of English man and no mistaking but also flame haired pop god Mick Hucknell and the mm. guys from Simply Red singing the Euro 96 anthem we're in this together, together. you know it 40 in a horrendous forever in an oversized suit uh, very dull song it was saved somewhat by the gospel choir uh, but uh, thank God Skinner and Badil and the Lightning Seeds had already been working on, on their song. There was no one in the crowd by the end of the tournament chanting, we're in this together, I don't think. Uh, no. But like it or not, and judging by the fact that it didn't even make the top ten in the charts, it was mainly not. We are in this together. We're in this, another version, another retro rock and roll football trip down Wemberley memory way. 
at Euro 96. And it's almost live. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's a Euro 96 special here on Rock and Roll Football. We're going to be bringing you four of the best games from the tournament, as per your suggestions on social media, uh, to cover today as live in real time. Dyson, what games are you covering? I will be covering the Czech Republic against Italy at Anfield in Group C and then also the England-Scotland game from Group A. We had a friend of the show, David Seaman, on just the other week talking about this very game. An exciting prospect. It's an absolute classic, mainly for England fans. So to listeners in Scotland, we apologise. But we are also covering... Your, one of your games that, um, well, you know, no spoilers, even though it happened 24 <laughs> years ago, but a better, perhaps a better experience for Scotland. Yes. Scotland against Switzerland in Group A, and of course, the final, the Czech Republic against Germany. Very exciting stuff right here on a Euro 96 special on rock and roll football. Kicking you into shape, it's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. As many of you may know, the advice for those of us who were shielding this week changed we were allowed out for a walk once a day and I'd been as you might remember shielding for 11 weeks non-stop in a flat where I hadn't been outside at all once not even into a garden so for the first time since March this week Dyson I went I for a walk it. and it's one of the most incredible experiences of my life it must have been such an amazing thing to to be doing after what you've been through. Because like most of us, you know, we get to go out once a day or even if you haven't got a garden, you can still wander around the streets or go to a park. But you literally had just your four walls for yeah. all that time. Incredible. I, you must have been so excited. I was really excited. And I should make it clear, I'm been shielding and obviously I'm still locking myself away for the rest of the day because I've got severe asthma and there'll be a lot of people listening to this who are shielding for different reasons Yeah, and obviously the advice changed and it's up to everyone to kind of weigh up whether they feel comfortable doing it but I go out at a time that there's no one else around, it's early, it's as safe as I can possibly make it but the benefit of going out has been huge but that first one, I mean there are all sorts of things I noticed, firstly my legs were wobbling like wow. I was like Bambi when I first came out because wow. and I hadn't thought of this even though I've been cycling in my in my flat on that exercise bike I haven't had to really carry my weight and put pressure on my <laughs> yeah. joints for the best part of three months my legs were in agony within minutes wow it's like, it was yeah, like it's I'd run a marathon different muscles isn't it cycling. exactly different muscles in your legs so the the ones that you hadn't been using and withered away that so is they're amazing not, they're still not right now so since Monday my legs have been in like it was like it's that pain you get after you play football, but just yeah, like constant. cramping up. Yeah, yeah that, all down my hamstrings, all around my oh. shins, but the colours and everything. So my local park, you know what's really weird, and I'm sure some people will be able able to identify with this, because I locked it down in March. In my head, because so much has been paused, including football, psychologically I've still been in March in a way. Yeah. So then when I went outside and saw the local park, like the last time I was there, it was just thick with mud and was kind yes. of wintry. Now it's like this explosion of colour yeah. and the pollen smelt so strong. Like the whole thing, it was like I'd landed from an alien spacecraft or, or it, it was like I'd moved to a different place. And all of a sudden, it was like someone had clicked their fingers and it had gone from winter wow. to the middle of summer. It was incredible. Yeah. 
the scorched grass because it's been incredibly hot for this time of year as well. So it must have seemed seemed amazing. It was like being reborn. Uh, mate, honestly, it was like going on holiday. It was like, you know the way you look at things when you're on holiday? Yeah. The way that you don't look at things in the same way when you're at home. It, to this, I still can't fully explain in words how it felt. It was just like everything felt bigger and brighter and the smells were stronger. Like it was so vivid. I was just gawping at trees and flowers. And it's not like I didn't know they were out there. And I've obviously seen them before. But it was that that restriction. You know, and obviously, and I never realized I felt like that until I went out. It was incredible. You'd taken those trees for granted for all those years. (laughs) You appreciate them again. I think it's a good thing, though, isn't it? It was, I think almost it's been worth it just so you can appreciate these things, these simple things in life. I think so. It's going to be a real appreciation just for. I've always loved grass, but I really love it now. <laughs> not in any kind of that nonsense, like not ganja. No, no, not exactly. Yeah, I've been into that, but like just <laughs> sitting on the grass is such a yeah simple, oh. wonderful pleasure. Oh, particularly the, in the smell summertime. of freshly cut grass. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, it's been an incredible week. I felt um, after it, I just I'll remember that walk forever. Oh, isn't beautiful. that mad? That one of the yeah, most no. amazing things I've ever done in my life. One of the highlights of my life now is having been gone for a walk. Wow, amazing. Well, we will be talking about more exciting things, including four of the best games from Euro 96 <laughs> on this Rock and Roll Football Euro 96 special. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Now, there might not be any live football on in this country at the moment, but that hasn't stopped some football fans behaving like idiots. Uh, this week, West Brom showed their support for Black Lives Matter and took part in Blackout Tuesday on Twitter by posting a blacked-out picture with the caption, Together We Are Stronger. One of their supporters really didn't like it and replied, pathetic, cancel my season ticket, cheers. The club, I thought this was a brilliant reply, saying, Amazing. you won't be missed. <laughs> oh, yes. Which was brilliant to see. They're absolutely spot on. But... This bloke supports West Brom. They've been relegated four times in the last 16 years, blew their promotion chances last year, but showing some humanity is what's really annoyed this bloke. <laughs> is this he's really what you want to... He's incredible. had years under, under the management of Tony Pulis. He's watched Tony Pulis's football style for years, and this is the straw that broke the camel, camel's back. Just so, I mean, why would you even be annoyed by it? It's so depressing. Oh, no, that, I hate it. You would it take well. offense at that. In, in, yeah. In, you know, it's such an important thing. And the threat that, oh, you know, you're going to lose out of money because of this. Like, that's it. I'm not going to give you my cash anymore, and you'll be in big trouble because of that. No, they're fine. We'll live without you. We'd rather take the hit on the cash than have people like you at the Hawthorns. Thank you. I, I thought it was brilliant, and I hope other football clubs follow suit. I just thought it was yeah. a, such a strong lead. But also, he's like, oh, cancel my season ticket. It's like, mate. There's been no football since March. Everyone has cancelled their season ticket. What sort of protest is this? Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. There's a great story that the former Burnley boss, Owen Coyle, told in the week about his time at St Johnston because he'd been there as a player and he wanted to go into management and he kind of dropped hints, I think, to the chairman. And he gives this interview. He says the chairman turns up And I offer him a tea or a coffee. He said he'd love a coffee, but I only drank tea. He says, eventually I found the coffee and I made it. 
Because I only drink tea, my mugs are huge. We chatted away for over an hour and it couldn't have gone better. Later that night, he tells his wife what's happened. And he says the only thing that threw me at the start was because he asked for a coffee. She said, we've not got any coffee. That's Bisto (laughs) gravy. (laughs) And he'd served his boss a huge mug of gravy. Of gravy. Presumably with sugar and milk, which is really grim. I mean, I could take a cup of gravy, I think, but not with milk and sugar. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Unless he was having it black. And then in which case, it would probably take you a few sips to realise. <laughs> it would be really freak. But he must have realised when he was stirring it. Because it, when you're making Bisto, it, it starts off thin. And then it, it sort of starts congealing and it gets a bit more viscose. And then you've yeah, got your gravy. It stinks of meat. Yeah, that's another key indicator. Oh, this yeah, this coffee's a bit thick and meaty. <laughs> oh, well, that just must be how it is. Yeah, it's just this new Italian stuff we've got. Yeah, just I can't believe. <laughs> can't believe that there's a house that exists that has uh, no coffee in it, but just gravy granules. It's madness. You know what? I, but I would rather have Bisto. If I went around someone's house, they'd be like, oh, what would you like, tea, coffee? I'd be like, you got any gravy? <laughs> that should be the offer. Tea, coffee, or gravy? What do you fancy? Like, oh, I love it. Oh, a lovely cup of gravy. Oh. Yeah, a couple uh, of gravies I mean, over here, please, when you're ready. Yeah. I suppose Bovril, you know, that's a very popular drink associated with football. And that's pretty much just like thin gravy, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I quite I like mean, it. He was an innovator, really, Owen Coyle. He was he was years ahead of the artisanal <laughs> coffee sellers of, of yeah, uh, North London. And uh, this one's called Bisto. It's got a rich notes of cattle stock and quite a thick beefy bouquet. Oh. <laughs> he should have served it in a in a Yorkshire pudding instead of a mug. Then I'd be fully on board. Just you know a what, big Yorkshire pudding full of gravy. Oh. That would that's like that Alan Partridge episode. You know when he has the two Irish guys round and he yeah. hasn't got enough mugs. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's just a, uh, a an aerolator. Uh, I don't know whether to just drink the tea out of it or swallow it whole and just let it slosh around my stomach. <laughs> It'd be like that, but with, you know, I'd like serve gravy and a uh, a mini Yorkshire pudding. You can yes. neck the gravy and then eat the Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> yeah, he's right. When he, he's right. Yeah, Partridge is correct. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Euro 96 special here on Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Sound the air horn already because there's a goal in our Group C game between the Czech Republic and Italy. Matt Dyson. Five minutes in here at Anfield and would you believe it, the Czech Republic have taken the lead. Pavel Nedved with the goal across from Karol Paborski with his long curly locks. Uh, Big Ron Atkinson on co-commentary called uh, Paborski's cross a nothingy ball. How we miss his insights. It proved not to be nothingy. It was actually somethingy because it set up the goal. And we see a portly fan in traditional Czech clothing with a medieval-looking pointy hat banging on a big bass drum in the crowd in celebration. Uh, uh, Italy are losing here in Liverpool, Del Piero, uh, Gianfranco Zola and Casaroghi have all been rested for this game. It is not going according to plan. A nightmare start to Euro 96 for Italy, losing 1-0 to the Czech Republic. Did you watch all the games back then, Dyson? Uh, yes, I pretty much did. Certainly all, all of the England games. I think it's like now, all of the England games uh, involve meeting up with friends and having drinks, but then I'd be watching most of the other games during that summer as well. I mean, that's what I'm really missing this summer. Obviously, Euro 2020 oh. is happening next summer. But just sat 
of an afternoon watching two or three games. Yes. It's almost like the whole world just takes the summer off for a bit. It's all great, allowed. It? Yeah. It's great. The, one, the ones you don't care about, or you think, oh, I know, it's just two small teams I might not bother with. But if you do bother with them, they often turn out to be the gems. Yeah, and you just think, I'll sort of watch this. You know, I might have a bag of Maltesers or some yeah. big yeah, bag of Doritos, you know, 10 cans of lager, just a light yeah. afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's football, you might as well. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We're reminiscing about Euro 96 today, but of course, at this time of year, you're either looking back on international tournaments or remembering promotions or title wins. And Sergio Aguero has been reminiscing about City's first title win in 2012 and his role in it. Obviously, he scores that amazing goal, gets that yeah. amazing bit of commentary out of it. It's that moment that we all remember. But he was <laughs> he was doing an interview on YouTube this week. He said, I didn't do anything in that game. I came on and scratched my balls for the whole game. <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't, that's all he... I, it's not my recollection of the game, Dyson. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's yours. No, I don't remember any any ball scratching. I suppose quite a lot of ball scratching does go on on the bench. Um, famously, the uh, the Yergi Love uh, ball scratching, more, more scratch and sniff test. That was that was. It doesn't get any worse than that. Uh, but I so, yeah, I, I didn't notice any Aguero scratching. To be honest. No, I mean, I don't remember it being reflected in the commentary. Company will find Aguero now, who, well, he just stands there scratching himself. <laughs> I don't remember it being referred to. I mean, he surely Stop would have been it, a bit... Sergio. You'll go blind. <laughs> Great play by Aguero. You can see Barton starting to move off the ball now, but Aguero sticks to his game plan and stands idly by, tearing at himself. <laughs> the fox in, in his box. <laughs> <laughs> It's such. I mean, I know what he means. I think it just yeah, is like yeah. a phrase. It's like, like twiddling being... his thumbs, isn't it? He's trying to say twiddling his thumbs or something like a, a British version, but he went for scratching my balls. Instead. Yeah, it just sort of like it makes it sound like he wasn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was scratching myself. It was driving me mad. Actually, I could barely concentrate. <laughs> some, some sort of rash. It must have ruined the day for him, poor guy. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in 1996. More drama in that Group C game. Matt Dyson. Uh, yes. Wait a second. Let me just get... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just get the information. This is like uh, those clips of Cammy we have. Uh, I think I've just deleted the email with all my information on. Wait a well, what we're hearing here in the studio, Matt, is that Enrico Kaiser scored Ki- yes, for Italy. Yes, Kaiser. Yeah, Chiesa has scored here at Anfield. Uh, on the break, Italy have got one back. It's game on <laughs> between the Czech Republic and Italy. Sorry, I've put myself together now. Back to you. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to not know what's happening in a live game in the cut and thrust. That's kind of excusable. <laughs> to not know what happened in a game 24 years ago that's a matter of record. <laughs> what you do is no sort of turn around and look at the other. pitch and imagine what happened 24 years ago. <laughs> Maybe it'll be different this time. Right. It's an own goal. All week we've been asking you for your own goals during lockdown, so it's time for our weekly own goal roundup. Paul on Twitter says, I set up a Zoom background that played the movie Airplane to impress my friends. Forgot I'd done it and played it during my next work Zoom call, which happened to be a virtual court hearing. Whoa, that what? is so serious. <laughs> I didn't know they were happening. Virtual court hearings on Zoom. That's amazing. 
I mean, I'm presuming Paul wasn't the plaintiff or the defendant. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, hopefully. Slightly well, undermine your case. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I'm not sure you're taking this seriously, sir. <laughs> uh, Tom Wheeler on Twitter says he headbutted a wall in mock frustration, not realising there was a picture nail there which went straight into <gasps> his forehead. Oh, only five millimetres, but still, he says. He could have killed himself. That's so serious. (laughs) Don't headbutt walls in mock frustration, people. Don't ever headbutt a wall. If you're ever thinking of headbutting a wall, get in touch and we will talk you down. Never, ever do it. Yeah, safest thing is just to not do it. Don't headbutt anything, ever. That's not what heads are for. They're for thinking, not whacking. Um, Dr. Melly on Twitter says, My own goal was eating a Bombay bad boy while the system was broken. Oh, no. Oh, man. I've not had a Bombay bad boy for years. Well, now you're allowed out. You can go out into the local (gasps) shop and get one. Oh, I could. (laughs) Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, Cy Castle on Twitter. uh, He sent us pictorial evidence as well. He reversed into his garage. Uh, well, well, well parking his car and he sent us a picture of the, the car completely denting his garage I mean he must have had sensors in the back of that it looks like yeah but what he's not car. said in the what he's not said in the tweet is he reversed into his garage but he hadn't opened the door yes sorry yeah, people were... reverse into their garage that's how yeah. most people get in there <laughs> sorry you're right it's a <laughs> reverse into his garage door that's that's the key element here he reversed into his garage door i was too busy looking at the picture it also looks like his daughter is driving the car which may be part of the problem but um between the pair of them they reversed into his garage door it looks like that's a good few hundred pounds of damage there bad news yeah, Cy Castle's own goal next week will be making out his daughter was driving the car in some sort of insurance scam. <laughs> this story may well escalate, and we will bring you the latest live on Absolute Radio. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. All the action is in this Group C game in Euro 96, the Czech Republic against Italy. We've had two goals. What's happened Ooh. now, Dyson? Currently one all, but more bad news for the Italians. Luigi Apolloni has been sent off. His second yellow, just 28 minutes in. He went through the back of a Czech defender. Uh, Italy down to 10 men and drawing one all with the Czech Republic. And the crowd, we can actually hear them behind you going wild. <laughs> that's, my, that's my actual family. Can you hear them? Just yeah. whooping. That's my wife whooping. It's not about the Apolloni sending off. I think my son Ted may have like walked for the first time. I think we're literally hearing it. As, as, as it happens live. You're kidding. Is that, are you close. being serious? No, no, I think, I think that's what she's getting excited about. Because he's been very close to walking, like, like cruising from one piece of furniture to the next. And I think uh, in the past few minutes we're cruising. hearing on the video. What's trying to pick up girls? <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it when they move around between bits of furniture. He's not trying to pick up girls, but yeah, not just yet. You've got to walk first, I think, really. Uh, but, right, uh, well, yeah, let, hold, like yeah, walk before you can cruise. That's what they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, um, right, we need to find out if he's walked. Sorry, I can't, we've yeah. got. Big news here. Yeah. Shall I go and find out now? Find out now and we'll report back. Okay, great. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's a double air horn situation. Goals flying in in Euro 96. Scotland versus Switzerland in Group A. Annie McCoyst has scored for Scotland, which means they've got a foot 
and an ankle, perhaps in the quarterfinals here. But big news from the Czech Republic against Italy in Group C, and even bigger news in the private life of Matt Dyson. Yes, uh, first up, uh, Radek uh, Babel has scored uh, for the Czech Republic, a lovely volley, uh, and uh, it's 2 1 to the Czech Republic against Arrigo Saki's side, who are down to 10 men. And I have had confirmation in the past few minutes that the boy child, my son Ted, one and a half, very late to walking, he's quite lazy, can't really be bothered and I'm like you know you've got the rest of your life to walk so don't rush but he has literally in the room next door to me he has walked for the first time literally baby steps but uh, you know he's getting there I can't believe we're alive. This must be an international radio first. <laughs> Someone taking their be. first steps live on the radio. What are the chances? It's amazing time. It's like being you, live you, at a birth. This is incredible. My family are in, in raptures. You can hear that they're still celebrating. Oh, it's so wonderful. FaceTime her mum and show them. And it's, yeah, it's a great time. And he, he, he walked a few steps. It really did happen. And how does it feel watching it? Um, he's got a he's got a lovely grin on his face. He's very pleased with himself. And he, but I've just been like, it's like this has been weeks in the in the making. So it's like I just feel relieved. Finally, he can walk now. Oh, this is brilliant! What I, you know, I've never thought we'd be covering this today. Oh yeah, this wasn't on the script. This wasn't part of Euro '96. But it's real life. In a way, is it a sporting achievement? I suppose walking. Yes, it is. is. It's in a way, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, this is wonderful. What a special day. It's a Euro 96 and first step special here on Rock and Roll Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football here on Absolute Radio with a Euro 96 special and sound the air horn because there's a big goal in that old, I was going to say old firm, but it's two old enemies, England against Scotland at Wembley. What is happening, Dyson? Big news, we've waited a while for a breakthrough and in the 53rd minute, Alan Shearer has scored again. He's scoring pretty much every game at this tournament. A lovely header after a cross from Gary Neville down the right wing and England are 1-0 up against Scotland. Ooh, it's tense, so tense at Wembley um, in 1996. Obviously, this summer we should have been having Euro 2020. It's going to have to wait till next year. Um, Olivier Giroud has been talking about his frustrations. He said, I was supposed to leave in the January transfer window, leave Chelsea means, because I wasn't playing much and I needed more game time to get into the French squad for Euro 2020. I nearly left the club and then he said something that really surprised me. He said, but I think that God wanted me to stay at Chelsea. Now, I can't figure out whether that means that God is a Chelsea fan or isn't yes. a Chelsea fan. Um, I, I'm sure there are Chelsea fans that aren't even that bothered about whether he stays or goes. Why, why would any, why would a God care? I mean, he's so full of himself that he thinks that God would even, I think God's got more important things to do than consider the contract length of uh, Giroud at Chelsea. Well, exactly. Like once it's once you can claim it's God's doing, you, yeah. Where do you go from there? Well, what's what's Jeff Shreve's going to do? Well, can you get a hold of God, please? Because we'd really like to talk about your zonal marking in the second half. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in the final of Euro '96. <laughs> it's one nil to the Czech Republic. Everyone wow. thought they were going to be a pushover. 
So many England fans thinking if we'd have got to the final, it would have been easy against the Czech Republic. Well, yeah. it's not easy for Germany. Patrick Berger has just scored oh. a penalty at Wembley in the final for the Czech Republic. This is incredible, Dyson. Amazing. Real fans' favourite of the tournament, the Czech Republic have been. And it would be great if they could beat the Germans. Well, I think England fans are still hurting after that semi-final. Particularly Muller's yeah. penalty celebration. Yeah, oh, I know. The way he walked off with his arm, his chest puffed out and his arms behind his back. Oh, I horrible. still see that before I go to sleep at night. <laughs> Every night. It's yeah. still there. <laughs> it's so painful. Oh. Oh. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and roll football here on Absolute Radio, and it's time to hand over to Jim White in the My Sports News studio. Thanks very much, Matt. Don't forget to tweet us your personal sports news for My Sports News at RR Football or email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Simon Gregory has been in touch. He completed a 6K run this week. Not bad for a man who's older than both Matt Ford and Matt Dyson combined. Is that right or individually? <laughs> I'm not sure. If he's older than his combined, them wow. combined, sorry. He must be very old indeed. And he has dodgy knees. From all of us here <laughs> at My Sports News, well done, Simon. Over to you, Natalie. Yeah, well, I think he had a very good time as well. Very impressive, Simon. Danny Harrison has been in touch with some big breaking news. He got out of bed earlier. Yeah, that's it. Danny Harrison got out of bed. Well, we all know for Danny Harrison, that is progress indeed. (laughs) Uh, Danny Harrison, not the sort of guy that likes to get out of bed. So that tells you how much this means. He's actually got out of bed now. Uh, Shazia Awan Scully started the couch to 5K and can now run further than she ever imagined. Uh, perhaps she should have a word with Danny Harrison. Yeah, yeah, please do. Will Summers has nearly doubled his burpees per minute from 9 to 16. That does sound very painful. We're sure there's some medicine that you can take for that, Will, if you've got the burpees. <laughs> 16 burpees a minute. Exhausting. Well, 16 burpees a minute is, is roughly what you'd experience well, after a, sort of a few beers and a curry. Yeah. Uh, the awful acid reflux that follows a strong Lamadras or Vindaloo is a pain that no man or woman uh, should be expected to bear alone. Lex Johnman <laughs> says she can now do couch to kitchen in less than 30 seconds. An incredible personal best. Wow, Eamon Prescott bought a dartboard for him and his son playing during furlough. After 10 weeks, they both had a 180 and had 100 plus finishes. They play half an hour or so every day and Eamon is, quote, well chuffed. Well done, Eamon. Nicola Bateman ran her fastest non-pack run 5K in shorts. She was listening to I Will Wait by Mumford and Sons and her run seemed to turn into a Benny Hill sketch. <laughs> presumably means she was chased. Yes, by Mumford and Sons. By oh, Mumford and Sons. Be careful out there. Finally, Robert Braniff uh, nutmegged his dog in uh, the backyard playing tennis ball football. Uh, Robert nearly had his shirt off on his lap of honour. We'd all love to see that, Robert. <laughs> Do speak send for yourself, Natalie. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that I would. But, of course, we have breaking my sports news right here in the studio. Very exciting. We can talk to Matt Dyson now. Matt, you've got some personal news in the week. 
Yes, that's right. My one and a almost one and a half year old son, uh, baby Ted, has walked for the first time in the past hour. Uh, I'm now hearing he's already moved on to four steps. That's right. He's done four steps. Uh, he will be running in no time at all. We'll be bringing you the latest on that developing story about Dyson's son Ted getting up to four steps for the first time as it develops on Absolute Radio. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Sound the air horn again in the Euro 96 final because there's been another goal, Matt Dyson. I think you were covering this one, Ford. Oh, yes, I was. I was indeed. (laughs) Um, And thanks for throwing back to me because I can exclusively reveal uh, 24 years later that Oliver Beerhoff has scored for Germany in the 73rd minute to draw it level. Are the Germans back in this game now? Thrilling stuff in the final live from Wembley. Um, Now, current football isn't back yet, but as we've continually been saying, it hasn't stopped the whirlwind of mad football stories. And the tabloid reported this week (laughs) that the wife, or or wag, so she could be a wife or girlfriend, um, of a Premier League in England star, was caught on a plane with a stun gun and kosh. Um, <laughs> a source said the wag flew into Biggin Hill's private jet terminal oh. after a weekend away. When asked to open her bag, officers found illegal weapons and she immediately burst into tears. It seems she very naively thought it would be okay to bring the stun gun into the UK to give her protection. What yeah. is going on? Why are tasers being used so much by footballers and their family members? We had a taser incident not long ago on the show, didn't we? Well, this is why they say you should never look into a woman's handbag, because um, (laughs) it turns out it's full of weapons. Yeah, you press the wrong button, you're lying on your back, stunned. Incredible. But I mean, imagine leaving the house. It's bad enough when you're like, keys, wallet, phone, stun gun, cosh, nunchucks. Um, oh, where's my cosh? Where's my cosh? Yeah, where's my machine gun? Where's that gun? Imagine going through security at the airport. Everything in the tray, yeah? What about my belt? Right, yeah, yeah. And the grenade, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Get a bit tight round here, innit? Put that in a separate tray. (laughs) Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in 1996. England against Scotland at Wembley. There's been another goal. Matt Dyson. Oh, it's all been going off here in the past few minutes. Scotland had a penalty. Uh, It was saved by David Seaman after the ball appeared to move ever so slightly on the spot. Uh, Allegedly, Yuri Geller is claiming credit for that. Uh, But the penalty was after jukebox drawing was fouled by by Tony Adams in the uh, penalty area. So just minutes after that penalty save, uh, England went up the other end and the ball has dropped at Gazza's feet. He's flicked the ball over the head of Colin Hendry. It's landed on the other side of the Scotland defender. He's volleyed it into the back of the net. He's ran off to celebrate, uh, lying down on the floor, waiting for his teammates to pour Lucasaid into his mouth, uh, recreating the dentist chair incident from a pre-tournament drinking session in Japan. What a lovely moment. Absolutely sensational scenes at Wembley. Now, Following in the tradition of Sunderland Till I Die, the Amazon series on Man City and Leeds, Graham Taylor's landmark documentary in 1994. Here at Rock and Roll Football, we've allowed the cameras and the microphones to come uh, into the dressing room, I guess, into the studio, into the inner workings of the show. 
And a radio first. We um, have been bringing you a documentary series called Rock and Roll Football Till I Die. A lot of this stuff is stuff that I was unaware of. Um, I don't know yeah. how you feel listening to it back, Dyson. Well, uh, you know, we gave them access, full access behind the scenes. Um, and uh, it's there It's there for everyone to hear what's and all what's been going on. I didn't realise quite how much would be revealed. Uh, but as you can hear, um, it's, 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 been, it's, it's been interesting. Let's just say that. It's incredible. If you thought it was bonkers... It's ten times more bonkers than you thought it was going to be. This episode will blow your mind. After Matt Dyson and new owner Simon Platinum agreed to use rock and roll football as a short front for criminal activity with the Snell family from Ozark County, they start to hatch a grand plan to make themselves even more money. Dyson, welcome to the Diamond Club. I thought this was the office. It's an expression that we high flyers use. It means you've broken into the big time. Oh, right, right. Great. Well, uh, thank you for inviting me into the Diamond Club. Do I get a membership card? It's a figure of speech. It's not a real club. Look, you're overthinking it. I'm just saying, you're successful now. Drink it in. Drink what in? The sweet taste of success. Does it come in cans? Dyson, I can't decide whether you're a master of cerebral wordplay or if you're just playing dense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Even I can't figure it out. Anyway, to business. We need to start investing our cash wisely, yeah? We need to invest in businesses that are successful, yeah? And growing, yeah? We need to invest in business people who are discreet and mature, yeah? There's someone I'd like you to meet. Matt Dyson... Meet Joe Exotic. Oh, Mr. Mr. Exotic, it's, a, it's an honour to meet you. How, how can I be of assistance? Well, hey there, Dyson. My name's Joe Exotic, the world's premier tiger emporium despot. You like big cats? I love them. I love them so much I keep them in darn cages. You got to be smarter than an owl if it growls and prowls. I just don't know about tigers and pumas and savannah cats and lynx. I know everything there is to squiddly diddly know about business. And what do you squiddly diddly know about radio? <laughs> you attacking me? After everything I'm about to do for you? Were you put up to this by Carol Baskin? I don't know anyone called Carol Baskin. <laughs> you must think I was born this morning and stuffed full of Captain Crunch. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you were born this morning and stuffed full of Captain Crunch. So why are you making out you ain't in league with Carol Baskin? Because I ain't never met no Carol Baskin. Oh, come on now. You telling me you ain't never heard of Carol Baskin? I swear, Dan, I've never even heard of Carol Baskin. So why is something telling me that you're lying and that you do know Carol Baskin? Look, look I don't know, Mr Exotic, but before today, I'd never heard of Carol Baskin. Huh? You're seriously telling me you ain't never heard of that Carol Baskin? I, I swear on my favourite sausage, I ain't never heard of Carol Baskin. On the river where used to build the Next week on Rock and Roll Football Till I Day, Dyson has a lot of explaining to do. So that Carol Baskin. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in the final of Euro 96. The Czech Republic warming up Germany. Got one back in the 73rd minute. Oliver Bierhoff has scored again for Germany in extra time. It finishes. Czech Republic 1, Germany 2 and Germany win Euro 96. It's been amazing going back to that wonderful summer Dyson. 
Oh, such a great summer. England beating Scotland 2-0 in uh, the other game. Uh, the Czech Republic beating Italy 2-1. And Scotland, something for them to get through, was it? Sadly, it wasn't on goal difference. Had England not conceded that yeah. goal against Holland, Scotland would have been in the quarterfinals, which is very hard to yeah, take indeed. Yeah, Yes. Very sad. Well, it's been a pleasure reliving this amazing summer. And of course, Dyson, hearing your son take his first steps live. A landmark moment in his in his early life, yeah. And um, we've covered it all here. And it was live. <laughs> it was indeed. We're going to leave you now with a with a with one final extra gift. It was the anthem of that summer. It's become the anthem of England ever since. This is Badil. Oh, you're Skinner not going to play Simply Red. Oh, I thought you were going to play Simply <laughs> Red in this together. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> Thank goodness you're not. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. Well, we can bring you a podcast first because joining us live on the podcast isn't just Matt Dyson, but his son, Ted, who, as you'll have heard, took his first steps today. Dyson, over to you. Ted, what's your reaction? How do you feel today? Yes. Yes. Say dada. Don't grab the mic. Don't put the mic down. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel after this big moment? Four steps we hear, Ted. What's, What's the reaction like? Oh, you press mute there. Have you got anything to say for your fans, Ted? Oh, he's grabbed the laptop. <laughs> Ted, say dada, at least. Just say dada. Say, ah. ah, there we go. Ah, he's clearly moved. Off you pop. You can walk I mean, out now. just as you kick. Oh, he's, we- he's walking again. He walked again. Sorry, what were you saying, Fordy? Just as you kicked a bin after England's defeat, he started trashing your office there. After, <laughs> after being able to walk it, it's obviously yeah. it's in the DNA. <laughs> it is, yeah. There you are. He's off again now. It's just anyway. hijinks, though. I mean, he's like Gaza celebrating that goal, isn't he? He's, he's walked four steps. He's trying to do a dentist yeah. chair with a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Next minute is a dentist chair, yeah. Oh. You take care, Dyson. Say goodbye, Teddy. Say night night. Say night night. Bye bye. Night night. See you later. (laughs) See you later. See you next week. (laughs) Rock and roll football. Podcast done.